Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 or so minutes long, but that gets us into God's Word, and that's important for our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. You know people in your life who need to grow in their faith, don't you? You know people who need to come to God, who need to start thinking about their soul's salvation. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. Share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can, literally. We're going to get back into our line of study, talking about one of the very most fundamental doctrines of Christianity, and that is baptism. Now, we've talked about how baptism is central to our salvation, And yet, the devil has been very skillful in clouding people's understanding, confusing them. And so, when you go from denomination to denomination, and we need to be careful about about identifying ourselves with some denomination, because Jesus did not come to this earth to establish denominationalism. He came to establish his church. And denomination, denominationalism means division at its very core. And it's done exactly that to believers in Christ, people who believe they're Christians. It's divided Christianity into all kinds of different camps, into all kinds of different belief systems and, 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 uh, and, and, and uh, positions of doctrine and so on. But the devil's skillful in accomplishing those kinds of things through confusion, helping us to, to, to be confused and to have clouded understanding about what the scriptures really teach. Baptism, as I said, is fundamental. It is central to our salvation. And it is so easy to understand what the scriptures really teach on the subject. And yet, it is one of the most, let me put it this way, it is one of the doctrinal teachings over which people are more confused than almost any other doctrinal teaching in the New Testament. Now, as I've said, if you simply read all of the verses of Scripture that talk about baptism in the New Testament, you'll come away understanding it clearly. It's simple. It's easy to understand. It's straightforward. It's amazing that the devil has been so skillful in confusing so many people over this simple, easy-to-understand teaching in God's Word. Well, we've taken a little bit of time. We've talked about the baptism in relation to the gospel. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the first seven or eight verses, Paul lays out what the gospel is. He says it's the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. He tells those brothers and sisters in Christ in Corinth, to whom he's writing that particular letter, you've been saved by the gospel. Jesus died on that cross. He was put in the tomb. He arose victorious over death. That's the gospel. 
but the message of the gospel, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ as our Savior paying the price for the guilt of our sins on the cross, our response to the gospel is obedience. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 through 9, we see a portrayal of the final day of judgment when God's going to send Jesus back into this world with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance or bringing judgment upon those who do not know God and upon those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And they'll be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his, of, of, of glory and power, uh, of his, from its glory and power as well. In other words, cut off from God forever, and that's hell. Well, how do we obey the gospel then? If we're going to be held accountable for obeying the gospel when Jesus comes back in the final day of judgment, how do we obey the gospel? We looked at that in Romans chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. We're baptized into Jesus' death. Now, what is the gospel again? The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. We're baptized into his death. We're buried with him through baptism. And we're raised up from that grave of water. And baptism means burial in the water. Immersion. We're baptized into his death. We're buried with him through baptism. And we're raised up to walk in newness of life. Reborn spiritually. As Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3 and verse 5, we must be born of the water and of the spirit, and there's baptism, the waters of baptism. We take part in a spiritual level in the death, the burial, and resurrection of Christ that he went through on the cross and in the tomb as we are, as we are baptized into his death, buried with him through baptism, and raised up, reborn spiritually to walk in a new life from a spiritual perspective. We have become Christians. We have come to salvation. Is baptism necessary? <laughs> if we're going to obey the gospel, and Paul told those Corinthians in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, I taught you the gospel. You received it. That is, you believed it, and you live by it. You were saved by the gospel. So if we want to be saved... We're going to have to understand the gospel and we're going that message of salvation through Jesus Christ and we're going to have to obey it and we're going to have to live by it until either we die physically from this physical life on this earth or the Lord comes again on that final day of judgment. How do we obey the gospel again? We're baptized into Jesus' death, buried with him through baptism and raised up from that watery grave of baptism, reborn spiritually. Is it necessary? Uh, yeah, we're going to be judged by whether or not we obeyed the gospel, 2 Thessalonians 1 and verse 7. But it is through the gospel, our obedience culminated in, sal in, in baptism that we come to salvation. Jesus told the apostles as he was ready to ascend back to heaven after his resurrection from the grave. He told them to go into all the world, preach the gospel, 
preach the gospel. The gospel message of salvation is what he told them to carry to all mankind throughout the world. Go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. The apostle Peter wrote in 1 Peter 3 and verse 21, the like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us. Well, when we understand and we compare those two texts of Scripture with what we studied carefully in Romans chapter 6, verses 1, uh, verses 1 through 6, we understand, yeah, that's when we are reborn spiritually. When Many of the Jews asked Peter and the rest of the apostles on Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, what shall we do? Peter's words are highlighted. And boy, you talk about a straightforward, no holds barred, no pulling of any punches, gospel, sermon. He told them, God sent your Savior, in the person of Jesus Christ into this world, he proved himself to be from God and your Savior through signs and wonders, through miracles, whom or which you know. He did those in your midst, but you rejected him. You sent him to the cross. You had him crucified. But many of those Jews on that day were convicted of their unfaithfulness to God and their sin in rejecting their Savior. They asked Peter and the rest of the apostles in Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, what shall we do? What do we need to do? Tell us. Because they were convicted of their sin. They were ready now to respond in an obedient fashion. And so Peter told them in verse 38 of Acts chapter 2, repent. You rejected your Savior. You've got to accept him. You disbelieved in him. You've got to believe in him. Repent of your sin, of rejecting your Savior. Come to him. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins so that your sins can be forgiven and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. The Lord himself sent a Christian man to teach Saul of Tarsus who, after he would become a Christian, would become the Apostle Paul. Oh, but he had been an enemy of the church up to that point. And Jesus sent Ananias to teach him the gospel. And Ananias came to him and said, why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. When are our sins forgiven? As we're baptized into Christ. When do we come to salvation in Christ? As we're baptized into Christ baptized into Christ, Romans 6 and verse 3, Galatians 3 and verse 27. Is baptism necessary 
for our salvation? Hands down, no questions asked. Yes. No confusion on the matter. Absolutely. We must be forgiven of our sins to get to heaven because the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. In Christ Jesus our Lord, we're baptized into Christ. Romans 6 and verse 3. Let's pray. Father, help people everywhere to understand their need to be baptized into Christ, at which point they die to sin and they're forgiven of their sins through the blood he shed on the cross and they're raised up to walk a new life in Christ. Help people everywhere understand that and embrace it and obey it and help us to carry the message, Father. Thank you for your gospel. Please forgive us, gracious Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.